Hey y'all, Board Gamer Answer, where you'll find everything solo tabletop gaming and more. And here is the last week and a half or so of gaming. It's July 19th, 2020. So these shows are coming a little infrequent now, and I apologize. But hey, summertime in western Washington, the Pacific Northwest, you've got a lot to do in a very short period of time. Because there's only so much sun, and, and this summer started again late and while I do still find myself gaming, I don't have much more time than that to try to jump in and keep uh, the channel and everything up to date. So again, I apologize, but I am still playing games. And today I have a birthday to celebrate, not my own, but I need to kick this in high gear here. Just wanted to mention that I had released a couple videos, three, I think. There was an unboxing, there was a playthrough of the fan-made solo variant and a review of Lisboa. And I got six more plays of that in since the last time. And it's fantastic. It was all of the fan-made variant. And it really just, it, it made, once I, I played three games of Lisboa with the official solo variant, and that does well. Essentially, the, the official variants that come with Lacerda games just in my opinion, they just kind of help a person learn a game so that then they can teach it. You know, they give it a formula to, to try it out, to get the mechanics down so that then you can more effectively teach it to someone. That seems like the purpose, really. I mean, it, there's no, there's not a lot of staying power in it for me. And in most Vita Lacerda solo games and solo play, Game Rules for One comes to the rescue here with this one and creates a just a mind-boggling variant that I think maybe some people are going to be turned off because it takes the decrees, which are a big, you know, there's a huge stack of decrees, and these these decrees are cards, which are basically end up being end-game scoring tools, and, and, and when you get them, it can kind of give your game a direction, but there is a massive variety of them. I mean, you don't even get through a, you get through a fraction of them in a game, so you don't know what's going to come out, <clears throat> and I found it to be one of the more nebulous things in the game, especially when you're playing solo uh, with the official solo variant, because that basically just takes, it just counts any decrees that the AI gets, gets three points for, swipes two, and then you just kind of scooch them down the line. There's always seven to pick from. I think it's seven, seven or nine. I might be getting that confused with something else. Anyway, and because uh, uh, I've been also reading Escape Plan and watching Escape Plan, and I know that that has seven somethings that, that line up. Anyway. And back to Lisboa, it's the the official variant, the decrees, there was just no great way that they were, I feel like, utilized. And how could you when there's so many, and they're just little tiny, little end game scoring goals to go after, you know, having the house, most houses in a certain row or column or just every little nitpicky thing about the game that you could possibly score points on. It's like, well, if you do it this many times, you get this many points kind of thing. So it, it was, yeah, it, it, maybe with a big multiplayer game and lots of people are getting, and you're going through all of these decree cards and you can see them all and you can really go after something or find something that really fits your style or what you've been doing great but in the solo game it was just sort of there it was like i didn't know what to do with it and dun 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 game rules for one seems to recognize that and just uses that entire decree stack to run the ai it was it was genius and 
and still has kind of the same scoring idea. You just basically get three points now for the decrees. And, and I'm totally fine with that because there's so the, the real game, the real meat of that game of Lisboa is developing that city and manipulating things and getting the right rubble cubes, getting your, your sets, scoring your points, getting kind of, you know, creating shops in a line, going for the real, that's where some real solid end game scoring stuff goes, where you can get your shops, take over a street, take over, you know, the production of cloth. That is, is really where the game is at for me. So I did not miss the decrees being used to run the AI. It was awesome. It was innovative. Uh, and just what I'd expect from uh, Game Rules for One. Just awesome stuff there. Moving on. It got Cooper Island. Cooper Island came and uh, busted out a little unboxing video of that. I do, right now, plan on doing a review of Cooper Island. I've got four plays under my belt. And I can say the first, you know, first game, whew, I think I scored 11 or 12 points. <laughs> it just seems like... You play this game, there's only five rounds, and you just get the sense. When I was done with that first game, I was like, how in the world do you get anything going there? Well, I immediately recognized the error of my ways, because basically each round, unless you do something, you've only got two workers to do basically two actions. There's a bunch of little free actions you can do in there, but when you only have two workers, if you don't get a third and a fourth worker pronto you are not going to score well in this game and so soon as you wrap your head around that soon as you make that you know there's so much to do in the game so much you want to do and you're never going to do it all but you can't put the carriage before the horse in this game or you're not going to get anywhere you've got to get an extra worker or two and then man i mean it just it it becomes exponential what you can do in that game by the third game i scored 30 points and uh, this fourth game i played on on a higher level against the ai and and i think and i got 20 something i want to say it was 22 or 24 or something i lost but yeah now the game is starting to to hum along you you kind of get a sense of 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 what you're trying to do there it's important i think for a person to give this game two or three games uh, a chance before <laughs> before you think like you can't score any points in this game there's not enough time oh but there is and so yeah because i was looking at like the difficulty levels of uh it's like the ai having to get probably more than 30 points seems very achievable now when you play that higher level though there's fewer cubes it adjusts it makes it a little tougher on you um, at the same time, increasing the scoring goal that you have to achieve to quote unquote win. As far as the AI is concerned, it's, it's okay. Again, it's just, um, it's daunting looking. You put out these cards. It's just a stack of cards. It kind of reminds me of, of, um, what North Sea. Uh, I can't remember. No, it just comes with a Vikings of the North Sea. What's that? Why can't I remember? Anyway, the game that another game that comes with just a stack of cards that runs the ai and this game though has just a stack of cards you put them out though and there's like seven or eight cards and stack you know it looks it looks daunting there's just tons of text there and but it's so it's just very easy to run it really is don't let that put you off you know as far as looking at the compared to the game it's pretty pretty heavy you know you can really get into uh, once you get in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds, you can you can really take your time and okay, I go this way or you go that way or you go this or that, and you can do all sorts of stuff. 
and you'd think that the AI with all this text and all these cards and all these things to supposedly keep track of, it's very easy. It really is. And in fact, the AI just acts more as like kind of an impeding player is, is what I've heard it called. You know, it just basically throws workers out there sort of sort of randomly. But now you know, once you get in the second and third round, you know what's coming a little better. And so you can plan a little around it. But it doesn't. Yeah, it's still not uh, an advanced AI by any means. It's pretty simple, which is nice. There's always that sort of, you know, it's easy to run, but also it leaves a lot to be desired when you're playing solo, a game for solo, and you know that's pretty much the only way you're going to play it. I don't know that there's enough staying power here for me to, to stick with this game. Uh, I like it to this point. I'm playing my, my just starting my fifth game now. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got a sense that it's sort of like, oh, yeah, once I put this away, that might be, that might be it. But we'll see. More on that later. Mistfall. I busted out Mistfall, Heart of the Mist, again, because I just, I've wanted to finish the little campaign thing. It comes with five campaign story things to play. I played three. And then I put it away because I wanted to make room for some other stuff. And now I busted it back out. The game... One thing I found in the game, if you go to Board Game Geek, that I find just just incredible is the, I believe it's the designer of the game, put out this massive two, two manuals, if you will, like 50 plus page manuals. One's like a player aid and one's like a quest guide. And they're huge. Just in a, you just, you can download them. I just download them, look out on my phone, but it goes over everything in the game. And so a lot of the questions, I mean, there was some, when I was playing the game, I was like, that doesn't seem right. How's that? That's not a blunt weapon. That is, you know, that's a, you know, that's, you know, stuff like that. There's so many keywords and, and so many times where it's like, okay, if I'm using the stronger ability of this card, why do I only have to, why do I put it on the top of my deck? That seems weird. Or, you know, sometimes you have to discard it. Sometimes you have to bury it. Burying it's the worst because that's the hardest to get those cards back in your, your deck and back in your hand. Anyway. There just seemed to be some errata there, and I found a little bit on that. But in this, in these these two page or these two books, these manuscripts <laughs> on player aids and on the quest uh, guide, it goes over everything, every character. It goes over their strengths and weaknesses, what their equipment does, how it works, how to set up combos. Once I looked at that again, I was like, "Oh my god, I want to try that again." because I, I, oh i'm going to team up this one you know this character with this character and see how the synergy works it was when you see that kind of of love and and devotion to a game it's hard not to like the game and and hard not to to, to appreciate it and and that just that sense of appreciation brings out of me just this willingness to want to play it and and it worked and i busted out the game and i and i got to try you know i played it uh, the fourth, uh, four or five, and and I think I, and I ended up losing that. But I went on to the fifth one, the fifth, the uh, last campaign, and just getting into that now. Some of the things I don't like about the game are the fact that yeah, it's it's really now it's starting to sink in. Now all the text and the weird you know arrows this way and the numbers this way, and don't forget you know to move your focus down. If you move your focus down, or I'm sorry, move your focus up, it's going to trigger this. And when do you trigger that? Okay, that's when you trigger that. But don't forget that's going to move up the time track. What's going to blah blah blah, blah. and it's and it's all a little mind numbing and stuff, and, and not not exactly fun to keep track of. 
And I feel again like there's not enough chits. There could have been some some player aid stuff there to keep track of certain you know boosts in health or or subtractions of shields or whatever. And so you just got to kind of keep all this stuff in your head and go round and round from, from from the encounter that you're going. It has its little instructions. All the all the enemies have their instructions. Your characters each have their own little things that they can do in the in the area that you're fighting and sometimes <laughs> the location affects the battle all this stuff to keep track of them and now that i'm you know my fifth play it all it's all flowing pretty well but it's still a lot to keep track of and again i can't i just can't say that it's exactly that engaging you know that, that i'm just dying to do it again because it's just I don't know. I guess it just doesn't look that great. I mean, the way it's presented just is a bit of a turnoff for me. So, but, uh, but I do love the comp when you, when you pull off some of these combos, it is pretty magnificent. You know, when you're getting these tokens built up on a card and you set this trap off and it just wipes out this monster in one shot, it's pretty satisfying and, and setting all that up. There's a lot to it. But at the same time, sometimes that setup just sort of just drags on and on, and it just, I, you know, there's there's it loses that fun factor. Also, too, there's not a big sense of like grand adventure with this game. It it just sort of it's just you move and you fight, and you move and you fight, and you move and you fight. That's it. There's no, I mean, there's a lot of lore and story that you can read outside of the game, and that's fine. But when you're playing the game, it's pretty straightforward as far as moving and fighting moving and fighting so so again i don't know about the staying power of this game i I don't think there will be i think once i'm done with this fifth uh campaign that might you know story that might be it i don't know i've ordered a little deck for like uh, just a little deck of some some booster stuff i might get it and i might never even open it i don't know it depends on when it shows up and if i put this game away or not by then but it adds more allies and it adds more, I think it adds some more, I don't know, honestly, more enemies maybe? Because, yeah, again, this is pretty, there's not a whole bunch of enemy varieties out there. To They just sort of, yeah, I mean, they just come out uh, and there's a bunch of them. The red group, the blue group, the green group. And, and they're all kind of have a theme to them. But they all come out together, and so you just start to really get a sense. Okay, I don't know, is this is the same. You just start seeing the same thing over and over again, which isn't particularly fun. The encounters too; it's a fairly thin deck of of different encounters there, so you you see those all pretty rapidly, pretty quickly. Yeah, so the variability on this game doesn't, you know, and there's five different stories you can play, and you know that's it. There's no like you know free roaming. I don't know version or some sort of one you can play them all one off they are really one offs you don't really there's no lasting thing that carries from one to the next story but yeah that's kind of the the essence of of mistfall uh maybe there's a lot more in the base game that would add to this but i don't know if i'm willing to to crush out the money to to find that out but uh, but that player guide, those player guides, and those that was just that was just amazing. Just just how much time would have had to have been spent to do that. I very much appreciate uh, a designer doing something like that. If it was in fact a designer, uh, what else? Let's see here. So yeah, I'm reading up on uh, and watching videos on Escape Plan. Another Vita Lacerda, going through them. And because, yeah, there's just whether I pick on the solo official solo variants or not, the games are masterful. They are thematic, Euro, yummy to to just a point that I really don't feel any designer reaches. 
you know, Vito Lacerda is the king in this arena. And I love it. I love these heavy games and I want to play them. Even if there's a lackluster solo variant, I don't care. I want to, even though I feel Eagle Griffin puts out these, these awesome productions, but I just wish it wasn't that way. I'd love to get these games and all their meaty, heavy Euroness in a cheaper package. And in fact, I did because picked up escape plan at Eagle Griffin, but I also just CO2 second chance just arrived. That was through Stronghold Games, and I got that for less than half what I freaking paid for, you know, escape plan and and uh, 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 Lisboa. And it's gonna be, yeah, you know, I, I, the component quality is not gonna be. Well, I don't know. I haven't opened up the game. I'm sure it's not going to be as good as Igor. I'm sure of it. But I'm still going to get all the game for half the freaking price. And I wish that that it was more like that. But it isn't. And now it's too late. I mean, I've pretty much gotten everything Vito Lacerda. <sighs> anyway, I am still very excited to learn Escape Plan. And I'm, I'm getting there. I have a pretty good sense of how the game plays now. So that's coming. CO2 Second Chance. The biggest, one of the biggest reasons I picked that up is because, again, Game Rules for One designed a solo play set of rules for that. So CO2, it comes, it says it's this, the second chance has a cooperative version to it and a solo version to it. But what I'm really counting on is Game Rules for One, that fan-made solo variant to bring that game to life like I like. But of course, I'll start again with the official solo and cooperative stuff first. And then... Just out of the blue, I uh, just happened to come across was uh, was the site. Anyway, Pavlov's House. I've heard a lot of good things about this game, and and I don't, I haven't played a game like it in so long. Kind of a military tactical, you know, war game. Haven't played a game like that in so long. So, uh, and I heard a lot of people have been saying it's good. A lot of people play it solo. A lot of people play, prefer it solo. So, um, so I just, I kind of on a, I, on a whim, I picked it up. So that's, that's going to be here at some point. I ordered that really interested in that game because it was, it's been tough to, to find, uh, and it just showed up and I just kind of couldn't help myself hit the button and it's on its way. That's about it. I hope you are out there enjoying your summer as much as you can, given the, the world and its situation. Yeah, you, if you're not in the United States, you're probably enjoying the outdoors much more than we are. All that said, I'm going to get back to my birthday party here. I got to get rolling. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the other side. So that is it for today. Again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you are out there safely getting your game on. Until next time, I'm Board Game Rants and I'm out.